Hello and welcome to the live streamer backstage podcast. I'm Alec Johnson and this is a weekly show where I interview fellow live streamers to understand how they are using live streaming as a tool in their business and to discover the tech, the gear and the software that they use to produce great live shows. My guest today is Ian Anderson Gray. Ian is an international speaker, trainer, teacher and consultant and of course live streamer. Ian is the founder of the Confident Live Marketing Academy and is the host of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. And he helps entrepreneurs to level up their impact, authority, and profits by using live video confidently. He's also the founder of Seriously Social, a blog focused on live video and social media uh, tools. And he has a passion for making the techno babble of live video and social media marketing easy to understand for those getting started. One of the things that all of my guests on this podcast say is that you don't need the latest tech gear to start live streaming. It's fine to start with what you've got uh, and then grow from there. What is often overlooked, though, is that you do need a certain level of confidence on camera. And I think that this uh, is really a barrier to so many people with hitting that live button for the first time. It's such a strange thing that people who ordinarily have no such confidence issues in a real environment, as it were, with real people, uh, suddenly find themselves, in some cases, frozen when it comes to going live. I remember the first time that I went live long before I had my Take One Tech YouTube channel, uh, and it was on Facebook, and I clearly recall that it felt rather nerve-wracking, uh, to say the least, the first time I did go live. I think this is really interesting to dive into and into the limitations that we often impose on ourselves in this respect and to discuss how to eliminate some of those limiting beliefs and foster a confident live mindset because confidence on camera is something that can be developed with guidance and with practice. So who then is better to have this conversation with than the man behind the Confident Live Academy himself, Ian Anderson Gray. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's great to be here, Alec. Thank you so much. I'm a, a big admirer of all that you do. And so it's a real pleasure to be here and, and talking about something that I'm really passionate about because I've, I've, I've been there. I, I, I empathize very greatly with uh, that, that feeling that you had that first time you went live. In fact, the word I would use for the first time I went live was petrified. I was so nervous. <laughs> I think that's so common, though. It's just it's such a weird, yeah. weird thing. This you know that there's no uh, <laughs> there's no difference to just talking on a, a Zoom call or something. But somehow, when you think that it's live, there's something something else that yeah. comes into it all. But uh, likewise, I've been a big uh, big fan of all that you're doing, and uh, you know I know that we uh, we think in very similar ways on a number of things. So I'm really looking forward to sort of diving into this a little bit more. Um, but for those that don't know, perhaps you can just give a little bit more about your sort of background and uh, how you ended up in uh, you know doing what you're doing and how that led into a live video as well, perhaps. Well, it was all planned uh, completely, you know, from from a very early age. Not, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, like like so many people, I kind of fell out, fell into this. I, I my my background is I've always been interested in technology. Uh, we were talking about ZX Spectrum computers just before we started recording, and. Uh, that I, I loved playing with technology when I was a kid. Um, but music was a big part of my life. My my mum's was an opera singer, uh, and I've married a musician. I trained as a professional singer, so I was very much about uh, performance. Uh, but I was all, all, all also into tech, and I started blogging, and the blog really took off. Uh, out of the blue, I started. Um, being asked to speak at conferences. Uh, I had a lot of imposter syndrome thinking, what on earth? Why, why on earth am I uh, being asked to speak on the st stages of, of the world uh, talking about social media? But uh, I spoke at Social Media Marketing World and it was back in 20, let's think, 2016, I think is when Facebook Live came out. I, I wrote a blog post about how to go live to Facebook Live from your computer. It was using OBS Studio, you remember that old <laughs> chestnut, and it went completely viral. It's had like millions of page views. But I was at Social Media Marketing World, and they have this kind of—it's very, very strange. But they they have this musical number to open it. Uh, it's like a parody musical. And I think I was on stage singing. Uh, what was it? I can't even remember. There was some kind of musical. And I was on stage with the likes of Molly Mahoney. He was another oh, live right. video person. Yeah, yeah. He's got a musical background and uh, Steve Dotto and stuff like that. And I was thinking, this is weird. Like, I, I, I never thought that my musical background, I, I almost felt that that was irrelevant. But it came to me. There was an epiphany moment. This, my background in singing and in teaching and in technology came together with uh, this new technology, well, re new in the sense of Facebook Live and, mm -hmm. and other technologies, uh, 
I, I could teach people with confidence and uh, with with live video with the technology, and that's how it all started. Um, but yeah, that year I realized people were asking me about live video. Uh, they were asking me to help them with the technology, but I wasn't going live because I was really, really nervous. I remember when Google Hangouts came on, uh, came on, and somebody asked me to to join them, and I I was I was sweating. I was I was petrified, and I was worried about making a complete fool of myself. And it reminds me of, as a singer, I remember singing in a choir on live on Radio 4. There was only three of us singing, and we were singing on Radio 4. And I remember thinking, this is live. Whatever comes out of my mm -hmm. mouth, I can't change. I can't it, it, and, and I think that's what it is. I think at its heart, we're, we're worried about judgment. We're worried about making mistakes. And we forget that we're all human. We're all making mistakes. I've probably stumbled over my words. I've probably said something wrong uh, in this interview so far. Um, but we, we are worried about that, uh, I think. So yeah, that, that's that's my background. Um, and I've been teaching live video and confidence ever since then. So it's been a, quite a journey. <laughs> it's really interesting how everyone on the, you know, that's been on the podcast, they've always got you know, a, a load of previous experience that really sort of influences what they do as, you know, as live streamers. It's always mm. interesting to hear like how that all comes together. Um, but your experience there, you were talking about of the first time you went live. I mean, I mentioned mine in the, uh, the, the, the intro there, but it was, it was such a silly thing that I was doing. I was only, uh, you know, just going live on my Facebook profile that I was using for business. So it was, you know, for a business thing that I was using it for. Um, but it was just that I, I was the same thing. You know, I was, I was, I don't, I don't know if petrified is the word it's, but it's like, literally I was, I couldn't get mm. to press the button the very first time. And it took me, you know, I'd, I'd sort of sit there and think, oh, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? And <laughs> work my way up to it. And it seems so, so ridiculous now, but yeah. there is definitely something yeah. in us that, you know, has that, that fear about, uh, about it. And how, how, how did you approach that then? So how did you get past that, that point? And what was your sort of, your journey to that? Well, I, I, I was... I was forced into it. I was forced into it because people were asking me. I, I had, I, I didn't have a choice. I had to go live. I, in order to demonstrate how to do the stuff. So I think that that was it. But I, I, I think what also helped is that I did have, and I still do have, people around me who believe in me. And I think we, we, you know, I, I talk about having two sets of teams around us. So the, but growing a team around you is what most people think about that is, well, get, hire, um, hire a virtual assistant, hire people. Uh, and that's smart. That really, really works. But there's, there's, a t there's a kind of team that you need to build before you get to that stage. And that is a team of people who believe in what you do and are going to encourage you, but also tell you the truth. So mm -hmm. if you do something stupid, they're, they're going to tell you that you've been stupid, but hopefully in an encouraging way. And I had people who believed in me. Uh, I didn't, but I, this, this, this is a crucial thing. I think a lot of people who are, who want to help people, creators are people who tend to want to help people. We've, we've come mm -hmm. into this because we're wanting to make a, make a transformation in people's lives. Uh, and often we don't believe in ourselves. We have this either imposter syndrome or we somehow we we listen to the lies um, that are being spoken in our heads, and 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 so I'm going to sound like a bit weird here, but we let's face it, we all have this. We have, we tend to have this dialogue in our in our heads, uh, this negative voice that's uh, talking in our heads, who tells us that we don't know what we're talking about, um, and we tend to amplify that voice, and, and I think that's what happens when we go live. It's like. It's like the prehistoric part of the brain, you know. When in the if mm -hmm. imagine that we were we were cave people, uh, and then there's, there's a tiger that is uh, entering the cave and is is about to attack us. There's there's this part of the brain that's just screaming at us, saying, "You're gonna die! You're gonna die! Get out of the way!" And that part of the brain hasn't really grown up, so it doesn't know how to deal with things like live video. It mm -hmm. thinks it equates going live as this tiger that's about to eat you and, and kill you. And so one thing that's really helped me recently is, and this again is going to sound really weird, but bear with me on this, is personifying this anxiety. So my 
my kind of voice in the in my head is like a kind of I I picture this is my this is my personal thing. It's like a librarian, and he's there, and he has to get everything sorted first. But he has to look things up in all the books, and then come back, and then he'll, he'll so. If you go, if you're going live next week, well, hold on, Ian. You have to work this one out, and, and I'll have to look it up in this book. Uh, and he he will start to kind of try and protect me from going live because uh, it, it, it equates that as something that's really really bad. Uh, and so that's been really helpful. Thinking just to start to be aware of that negative voice in your head and start to say, look, you know what? It's okay. I've got this covered. If things go wrong, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, start to kind of think about, well, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? Um, is the internet going to go off? Well, like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do it again. Or the, um, the there's a power cut. Or I say something wrong. Mm-hmm. What's what's the worst that's going to happen? And then you can go back to your, you know, your your anxiety in your head and say, it's all right. It's fine. I've got this covered. And that's really helped me. It's, it's, I really like that. The, you know, that you can give these, uh, these voices a character. <laughs> they have got a distinct sort yeah. of character about them. And, uh, I, I certainly know that I've got, uh, I've got plenty of them at various different times <laughs> going on. So <laughs> I can totally uh, relate to that. Uh, the thing about the, uh, the fear as well, I, I found that it was, it was, um, uh, like worse when I was first starting out when I didn't really know who I was speaking to as well. And then you yes. feel that there could literally be absolutely anybody in the world could be watching this right now. Um, and it's as the sort of, as my audience has grown and, and I feel like I'm speaking to, you know, the same people, I'm seeing familiar people in the chat and things like that, mm-hmm. that I find makes it more of then a conversation between me and that person or those people. Uh, and so then just as if I was speaking with, you know, a group of friends in a, in a room or something, if I make a little mistake, nobody really cares, do they? So the the more familiar I've got with the people who are watching, then the easier I've found that that's got uh, for me as well. That's that's a really good point. And I think I, f- I found it very strange that I could sing in front of an audience of like, even like 400 people, or I could speak to an audience. And okay, I would be nervous. Of course, I'd be nervous. But I find that a lot easier mm-hmm. than doing a live video at the start. And I think p- there's, there's a number of reasons for that. First of all, like you say, it's you can't see the people who mm-hmm. are watching you live. And the camera is this inanimate object it's a you know it's it's an it sucks your energy from you mm-hmm. whereas if you're on stage you're kind of building off the 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 energy of the room yeah uh, um, and you can see the whites of people's eyes as well so i i think that's a, that's a big thing uh, and i didn't know who my audience was i was just worried about people um just random people coming in the the funny thing about this alec is is that when we first start like What's the likelihood of us getting lots of people watching us live? If we're new to this, <laughs> we're probably going to get like a big fat zero or one or two people watching us if we're lucky yep. um, to begin with. Uh, you know, now as we grow and we do all the things that I know you've been teaching, that we will grow our audience. And so that is actually a really good way of, of looking at it. it as It's like um, if I was to draw a graph, you start with probably very few people watching you. Mm-hmm. But that's also at the same time you are at your worst. Um, yes, you are going to be. You're going to make mistakes. You're also going to be your most nervous as well. So mm-hmm. it's a good job, isn't it? Amazing that actually there's probably not that many people going to be watching you mm-hmm. at the start as you as you grow uh, through that. And so that's something to re- remind ourselves definitely when we're starting. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, the first the first video I did live on my uh, my channel was uh, yeah live to. Uh, a- grand total of no one <laughs> and yet there's this, still this feeling of because you're sort of live technically the whole world could be watching i think people do put that on their shoulders that you know the whole world might be watching them you know even though we know obviously logically there's 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 no one <laughs> but well, i mean we it's it's funny isn't it that um i i think you know i i said to this to you before we started that we are our own worst enemy i don't think facebook linkedin and all these channels do as any favors because they they put this big number on the top left hand corner of your screen mm-hmm. so you know how many people are watching you and and it's either zero mm-hmm. or very or, or a low number yeah and we get really depressed and we think oh nobody <laughs> loves me yeah. or it's like oh my goodness there's like a hundred people i'm gonna die you know yeah, so yeah. Like, whatever the number is we uh-huh. we give ourselves a hard time and my my 
I'm a total hypocrite for advising this because I don't I don't do this because it's really hard. But try not to look at that number. Just mm-hmm. ignore it because if you re, you know this is a very famous thing. A lot of people say this, but if you've got five people or ten people watching you live, I mean, ten people is actually quite a good number. Uh, imagine they all kind of knocked at your door and came in into your front room, and you you then they wanted to hear from you, and you started speaking to them. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So um, that we, I think uh, that number we tend to kind of disassociate it with real people, and so it's 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 the comments, it's the people there, that, it's the people that you know you're talking to, and of course, it's not just the live people; it's the replay. It's you know, and this is something that I know you do um, really well, Alec, and that is you repurpose all your stuff. So th- it's all the people in the future you've got to think about too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, it's 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 funny, really, the way um, <laughs> uh, the way that we can we can sort of play these these little tricks on on ourselves. And one of the things we were talking about um, uh, before was uh, that there you go. You see, my mind's just gone completely blank as I was just about to talk about it. This is exactly the sort of thing that goes on. <laughs> in yeah, our, it happens, in our happens to me all the time. Yeah. so but it makes me feel better. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that you know you feel sort of self conscious about these things when they happen. But actually, most people at home, even though I might have just forgotten the very point that I was about to say, most people don't really uh, care about that anyway. So, well, it, it, no, that, I mean that's reminded me of something. Like when I was uh, doing a lot of singing, I would uh, so I'd be singing singing this piece of music, um, and there's this like inner dialogue, uh, and this it's exactly the same thing when you're doing a live video. There's this inner dialogue, this, and it's this voice. It's this. So in my case, it's the librarian. He's giving you like this commentary. You remember that, like you used to watch when you watch DVDs, a movie it would have like there would be the, the director's commentary. Uh-huh. So it's it's almost like that. It's this voice saying, "So yes, well you you got that bit right, Alec, but um, yeah, you stumbled over your words there. You need to try harder next time." Yeah. And it's kind of like this. Um, and I was I was singing, and I was just really aware of. Like I think there was a word I forgot. I, I just I don't know, made it up or something. And then afterwards, people came up to me and said, "Oh, Ian, that was like amazing. That was so good." And I was thinking, "But no, I got it wrong. Uh-huh. How can you say that?" And uh, yeah, it's it's just we're just we can be so judgmental. We're worried about other people judging us when there's this person really close to us, i.e., us, who's the biggest judge of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, especially if as I know we are, or both of us, we are recovering perfectionists. So we're, we're the kind of the worst culprits when it comes yeah. to this. <laughs> so we, it's coming back to what I said before. We need to start believing the truth. Uh, and one thing that I uh, really recommend doing, it, it, this, this sounds a little bit touchy-feely, it's, uh, but cre- create a, a truth document about, um, and put in there things that you know to be true about yourself. Uh, brag about yourself. Uh, and and it will feel if you're like me, it will feel really uncomfortable doing this. Um, ask people to help, and uh, and then you can look at that occasionally, particularly if you're fit, having a bit of a wobble and think, actually, you know what? I do know what I t- I'm talking about, and I have done quite a few live videos. And in the past, people have really found my content helpful because, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I off I I in the past I have believed the lie that I'm no good. Uh, that I I I'm not professional. Uh, that I don't know what I'm talking about. All these kind of stupid things that, I, and I believe them to be true. And I've used that as an excuse to not go live for a whole month. We were talking about backgrounds earlier, mm-hmm. and you know I'm never happy with my background. And I I use that as an excuse to not go live for a whole month. I use technology as an excuse when the real reason was that I was nervous about going live and looking like an idiot. And my audience were waiting for me, and I was actually being selfish. Mm-hmm. I was being self-indulgent, and we need, to, we need to get beyond ourselves and think about what are we actually trying to achieve and, and do that. And that is why sometimes uh, these techniques, like um, a truth document is helpful, but actually sometimes we just need help from other people, mm-hmm. whether that's a coach, a mentor, or friends around us 
It's funny there, you mentioned about, uh, you know, it's been, it's selfish holding the, the information back. There's been uh, probably two or three times where there's been a video that I've made. This is not specifically live, but it's along the similar sort of uh, thread, really, uh, where there's a video that I made that I thought, you know, that wasn't really very good. Maybe it wasn't in line with, you know, what I normally do on the channel or things like that. And I've, I've actually questioned whether or not I should take it down or not, because I just wasn't happy with it. Um, and mm. it's funny, those have been the videos that I've got the best response from. People have said, like, this has yeah. been game-changing for me i'm so pleased you made this video um and like it comes back to this we it's are our own worst critics and the pe the things that we are focused in on like our backgrounds or whatever it is or the you know the little details in our videos the people who are watching are actually not looking at that they're focused on you know the information that you're giving and and how you're helping helping them so it it's so true because and this is really annoying for people like us because we we love technology and mm -hmm. we love we I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're like me in this that you like fiddling around and getting everything like Hell looking yes. cool <laughs> yeah and like it takes one to know one and uh actually sometimes that can get i i i don't want to i don't want to say this because it, it's it's a bit it's i think it's true but i don't want to admit this but i'm going to say it anyway i'm going to say it quickly actually it doesn't matter people don't really care about it they, they, they will they will say oh alec you, you you're I love your background. I, I love all the technology. I love your audio and I love your, and, and I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying those things don't matter because I think it, it does, um, it, it does set you apart from some other content, but ultimately it is the content. It is you. Mm -hmm. And I remember this with, I'm not massively into Instagram, but I remember I was like going through some Instagram stories and you know, you can like tap to just to go on to the next story. You yes. Yes. Skip it. And I, I just noticed I, I'm, I'm tapping quite a bit here. Why am I skipping over these? And I went back and I realized I was skipping over some creators' stories because they looked too professional. Right, and right. And the reason I skipped over them is I thought they were ads. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think um, sometimes we can, we can actually put people off if things are too professional. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to just focus on, on, the, on being real and on, on and on the message as well and i hate to admit that because like you <laughs> i love dabbling yeah. and i love the I, and i'm not saying um professional quality working on making things professional is, is a bad thing it, it is a good thing but don't just spend your time on that focus on the other things too yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely what they're getting out of it if they've, they've got to get value out of it as well not just uh it look <laughs> it looked pretty yeah uh, and in fact yeah. you mentioned there something you know not looking too polished um that's that's almost like if you do make mistakes, it does make you more accessible. It does make you more sort of human. And, you know, I'm not one for really heavily edited videos where, um, you know, every little mistake or gap of you know breath of air indeed has been sort of uh, sucked out of it because it's got all these jump cuts in. And I was talking about, in fact, yeah. Katie's in the, the chat at the moment, Katie Simpson. We were talking about this where people edit hey. to within an inch of their, in, within an inch of its life and there's no, no gaps in it, no pauses. And I find that really tiring, actually. So uh, where you've just got these sort of na natural flow, I find far more uh, easy to listen to. Yeah. And I then relate to the person a lot more as well. And, and if you do make mistakes... Um, just laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I know, I know you've done this before. Like if you, uh, you pressed the wrong button, you just kind of, oh, like silly me or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what you do, but like, and I think I would be tempted to cut that bit out. And mm -hmm. I, and then I, th I think, no, no, why? Just like make, make a bit of fun about it. And actually you could, you could almost make that a bit of a thing and mm -hmm. like zoom into it and think like, what a, what a plonker, as we yeah, say yeah. in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Just, you know, don't take yourself so seriously because, uh, I, I actually, so I did a workshop last week and I shared, um, my studio setup in the, uh, so I had a little diagram and I've had this before that actually people, instead of being excited by it, they were almost put off by it because it was just a few people because it was almost like, oh my goodness, do I have to have all those things? Yeah. And, um, I put it in there because, uh, because I wanted to say, well, this is what you can do, mm -hmm. but I recommend starting simply. And I think what I'll do next time I do the workshop is I'll have two diagrams. I'll have like the fancy one and I'll have a simple one and say, actually start off with this and focus on that. Because otherwise, if if we're too perfect and we become unrela unrelatable, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? We become unrelatable and... um if we want to, if we if we're in this to transform and help people if you're too far ahead mm -hmm. 
uh, then you're not you, you you're not going to be bringing people up. Um, you're just going to be uh, serving your your peers in a way. So I think it's important to be relatable. Yeah, and then it's just adding yet another barrier to to people to get started because then they do feel yeah. that they need all of these things. Or yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. The last thing people need is <laughs> another another barrier. But I do think that it's good to you know make people aware of that and just show them how you know, the, the path that they can be on. And, you know, it's, Absolutely. it's fine to start with where you, you are and uh, just plan to, to grow and develop in confidence, in on-screen skills and, you know, and, you know, sort of build out your studio as well, if that's something you want to do and if you, you enjoy well, doing it. I- Absolutely. So I, I, on the same, on the same, in the same conference, like I was there with my, it was ridiculously over the top. I had three stream decks, you know, who right. three, three stream decks, <laughs> but, but I do. Uh, but actually, interestingly, people did come up and said, oh, wow, you've got three stream decks. And they were really excited by that. So I, I, you know, I, th- I think you just have to be balanced with, with this. You, you want to be professional, but as well as that, be real um, about, uh, about your, your journey as well. And just, yeah, just don't try to be too perfect as well. Um, I think I think I think it's getting that balance. Yeah, yeah. I know that when I started doing my my videos as just live videos, so I'd record them live. It's actually really liberating to uh, to not be going in and editing because that was my whole problem before was I was yeah. I was over editing. <laughs> so when I just decided, right, okay, no edits, uh, just take me as <laughs> as I am, sort of thing. It was a quite quite liberating experience, really. Definitely, yeah, and just I mean. I, I, I'm just in awe of how much content you're putting out and how how consistent you are and the quality as well. And, and, you know, going back to the whole selfish thing, if you had got in the way of yourself, you wouldn't have created all that content that is so helpful to people. And that would be that the, the world would be a... You know, not, not a good place. Because I would have given so up. I think. I think. <laughs> I would have given yeah, up because yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate the editing. So yeah. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to talk about Ecamm Live. This is the live production Mac software that we're using to live stream and record this podcast. In my opinion, it is the best live streaming and recording software on the market today. So what exactly does it do? Well, essentially, it allows you to control the content that you're including in your video, be it a live stream or a recorded video, and you do this by building out different scenes that contain the content that you want to show. This content may be a feed from your camera or indeed multiple cameras, or you may be sharing a screen, which is what I do a lot of in my tutorial style videos that I make for my Take One Tech YouTube channel. You can share the screen from a second computer or maybe even a gaming console if you are a live streaming gamer. And just as we are doing in this podcast, you can also bring in guests using Ecamm Live's built-in interview mode, where guests can join from a browser and you can then incorporate their video and audio into your production. Finally, you can add all kinds of additional graphical and animated overlay elements and even movies to really add a level of branded professionalism that would be hard to achieve in any other way. The real magic happens though when you hit that record or go live button because then you are able to seamlessly switch back and forth between all of the scenes that you've created and indeed this is how all of the videos have been created for my Take One Tech YouTube channel and the reason it's called Take One Tech by the way is because all of the videos are made in one take with no edits. I just hit record, make the video and as soon as I hit the end recording button, the file is there and ready to be uploaded straight to YouTube. What I love about Ecamm is not just the ease of use that it has when compared to other live streaming software, but also the greater flexibility it gives in terms of layouts and designs that you can create for your shows when compared to some of the hardware streaming solutions. And one thing that makes Ecamm great specifically for podcasts is the fact that it has the ability to record isolated audio tracks. So once we finish recording this podcast, I'll have a separate audio file for me, my guests and any other audio tracks that have been a part of the recording. That makes the editing and repurposing of the content for the podcast so much more streamlined. It does have another little trick up its sleeve though, and that is its virtual camera feature. This allows you to take the video output from Ecamm live straight into communication apps like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Discord, and so on. This means that rather than just appearing in Zoom meetings with a regular camera feed, you can now show up with all of the amazing production values that Ecamm live gives you and deliver that straight into your Zoom meeting. And trust me, when you rock up to a Zoom meeting with Ecamm, <laughs> the other participants will be truly amazed. So whether for live, 
live streaming, recorded video content, or to level up your Zoom game, I highly recommend you give Ecamm Live a go. You can get a free trial by going to takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. Takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. And of course, you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. You will certainly not regret giving it a go. Now let's get back to the show. So how long would you say then from, from you know, when you've first started getting into it? How What's the sort of the, the path been like in terms of you know, getting to the point where you are comfortable with uh, with doing this sort of stuff. How, how long did that sort of journey take? I know that it's it's an, obviously an evolution as we are all on. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, so I think everyone's different. So there are some people out there who are like, they're, they're just, they love to get in front of the camera and they're just born performers. Um, for me, it's been it's it's been a it's been a long journey, and and that's for a number of different reasons. So I think we just need to be. So I think at this point, it's a good idea to to mention the whole comparison thing, because I think we need to remember that we're all on, we all have different personalities, we all have Mm -hmm. different situations, we're on different parts, points in our lives. And so, and we, and we don't always see the struggles that people go through. Mm -hmm. So we just immediately see somebody who's confident on camera, we think, oh, well, I could never do that. Um, So for me, I think, uh, yeah, it's, I think it was probably... um, yeah, 2016 is when I first started doing live video. Um, 2019 is when I launched my show. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was May 2019. I, I launched the Confident Live Marketing Show, and I was I was I was nervous, but a lot less nervous then. Um, but still, um, I think it's taken another couple of years. So I, I, I think for me, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but for I think things are easier now because people are. Live video is, it's still not that many people are doing it, but a lot more people are doing it than when in my day. Um, and I think, I think I, one of the things I feel very strongly about is to share my struggles so that other people can find they don't, they don't have to make the same mistakes as well. So um, yeah, does that kind of answer your question? It's been a, it's been a long time for me, um, but I th- it doesn't have to take that length of time at all. There's, uh, if you... If you invest in yourself, I think that's what it is. That's the key. You need to understand what what are the barriers uh, that are getting in the way and get some help, uh, get some coaching, uh, speak to people about it. And I think I was nervous about doing that. But if I was to to start again today, I would I would get the help straight away and mm-hmm. talk to people. Um, and yeah, just, just get on with it. Mm-hmm. I love what you'd said really early on as well about having a, a group your, your your team maybe your business team but then also having the the accountability team i suppose and the support team yes. really yes um and like i'm in a um a, a mastermind group at the moment and it's more about general content creation and, and things like that but certainly having mm. a supportive group around you that to help you know with anything you know that you're you're doing be it you know starting out with live video be it anything else i always see value in mastermind groups and accountability groups to um to give you that sort of support. And you said something that was really crucial, I think, in that was that knowing that uh, whatever critique they're going to give when, you want, when you're asking for a critique, um, that whatever it is, you know where it is coming from a place of love and support to, to help you. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'm often asking for, you know, what do you think about this idea or that idea uh, and sort of leaving the ego at the door as well so that then anything that they tell you, you can take on board with, uh, you know, the, the spirit in which it's meant. But I think that's such a, a valuable thing that, you know, if you are going live, if you've got people who can you know, join and watch that are people that you know and trust, then you can be speaking to those people. And that's a, that's a, a great way uh, to, to go about it. Absolutely. I mean, mastermind groups are, have been, um, I've been in mastermind groups over the years. They've been really, really helpful. Um, if you can't find a mastermind group, uh, you know, this is something else we could talk about, but you can at least find people out there who believe in what you do. Um, just try and find people who are, going to tell you the truth. Don't just surround yourself with sycophants who say, oh, yes, oh you're yeah. awesome all the time. <laughs> yeah. so there's, that, there's that side of things. You, you do need to, you want people to, like, if you if you are doing something that isn't working, you want them to tell you. Yeah. But but from what, like, what you said, from it comes from a place of, that they want you to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's, yeah, a mastermind is good, is good a mentors, a, a coach, all those things have different, um, um, 
disadvantages and advantages. Um, and I, th- I think having a mixture of those at different points in your life is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's made, a, made a massive difference in me because I think that was my big pro- problem going back to, you know, like five, six, seven years ago. I just didn't believe in myself. And it was other people believing in me and seeing mm-hmm. that little spark in me. I thought, oh, well, maybe I can do this because, you know, I could have... I could have, you know, being totally honest here, I could have, like, my company could have, instead of being called the Confident Live Market, uh, Marketing Academy, I could have called myself the Reluctant Live Video Guy. That, that could have been my brand name because right. that's how, <laughs> how it was. Uh-huh. I don't think that would be the best name, really, for a company. But yeah, that's how I was. But it was other people believing in me and bringing out that confidence. And so if you're struggling with confidence, that is one of the biggest things I would work on, get, find people out there that are going to help you. And it, you won't like, be able to change overnight, but uh, start, start uh, doing, surrounding yourself with those people. And it's a, it's a case of going on this mindset journey. There are a number of books I'd recommend. There's uh, Mindset by uh, Carol Dweck, uh, who I think coined the phrases uh, growth mindset and fixed mindset. So mm-hmm. that's a, a book I, w- I would recommend. Um, and there's a, yeah, there's a few other books that I'd recommend as well, but uh, just start on this mindset journey and it, it won't, you won't change overnight, but you will get that confidence. And the other thing is you don't need to go live publicly, go live in a group, go find a, find a Facebook group. Like the Ecom live community mm-hmm. is, is amazing because everyone else there is, is rooting for you. So go, go somewhere where a safe place first, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to go live to the whole world yeah that's a great point and especially about the ecam one where you've got uh, because it's it's often not just the actual you know speaking on camera and being in live it's also all the tech side of it and i often think that Mm. there's lots of people who have you know had on this show where they've got experience of uh, like yourself having you know singing experience or stage experience you know whatever it happens to be i mean i've done public speaking talking to uh, however many people on a stage and I've got no problem with that but there's a difference between that and the live and one of the things that's different about it is um you you're basically doing everything often <laughs> yourself I mean you may have mm. a, a team helping you or whatever but uh, often you know live streamers are um having to deliver the content but then we're also you know got our little fingers out of shot on stream decks or foot on stream deck pedals and things like that, switching things around. And, and so we've re- really become the, you know, the, the camera guy, the sound guy, the, uh, you know, producer and all that kind of stuff. And so we've got all of that extra weight on top of, you know, delivering the content as well. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what was, how did you find that sort of side of it in terms of, I know that you, you love the tech and I, I do too, um, but how did you find sort of incorporating all of that? Because it does add, it does add an, another element of uncertainty. And we were talking before it, we started about, you know, I like to be in control and certain about things and tech just adds a few layers of uh, <laughs> room for error. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think we, we like us too, we, we, you know, we, we love our tech and we add like, uh, you know, stream decks to the mix and mm-hmm. roadcasters. And I mean, I've seen your, your roadcaster setup. Oh my goodness. Like it's... It's I I need I need to rewatch some of your videos to get my head around it all because uh-huh. it's exciting stuff. But like we don't we don't help ourselves, do we? No. Like, so <laughs> like what I'd always recommend people start off with a very simple setup. Maybe use you know a web based streaming tool or, or just use Ecamm just out of the box uh, and keep it simple. You don't need a stream deck. You don't need any of these things. Start off with a microphone. I think or decent audio is is the key. Um, but yeah, it is. It is. So I, I, my streaming journey started with OBS Studio and mm-hmm. uh, on, a, on a, an old laptop, PC laptop. And uh, that was quite complicated to use. And then I, I used Wirecast and that's even more complicated. And uh, I used all these different tools. Um, and I think I overcomplicated things. So I would forget things and then I'd go live. And then I realized my microphone isn't added as a source in right. OBS or Wirecast. And mm-hmm. Uh, Ecamm, thankfully, you don't need to worry about those kind of things. But uh, I, 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 what I came up with was a checklist. So mm-hmm. I actually got to the point where I was actually, this is going to sound weird, but I was actually quite excited when something went wrong because I thought, ah, I need so, to add that to something my else checklist, for the checklist. So I'm not going to make that mistake <laughs> next time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people in the audience were always like really, really very friendly and said like, Ian, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. And then they go, oh no, panic, panic, panic. And then I, I then I changed that for next time. 
And then my internet might be a little bit dodgy. So I looked for ways of improving my internet. So for me, and I think this is maybe where it's having a growth mindset mm-hmm. on this. It really helps. Because if if I if I had if I in, encountered a mistake, I actually saw that as a good thing because it allowed me to make the next one better. And so I could add it to my list and I could find a solution to that problem. But if you're more of a if you have more of a kind of a, I don't know, poverty mindset thing and you, and you allow that kind of thing to stress you out mm-hmm. and then you think, oh, I don't know what to do, then you're going to struggle. And so you need to be able to have people in your life that can help you find the answer to those problems or be able to do it yourself um, and to and to see that as a positive thing because next time you can solve the problem. So another mistake that I made is I forgot to press the end broadcast button at the end of uh, a live. I thought I'd, right. I'd, I'd went to the, um, the outro video and I thought, I can't remember on Ecamm, do you have to press it twice to confirm? And anyway, there's some, some option anyway to, to end it. And I didn't end it. And so I was talking to the guest afterwards and I was thinking, so yeah, do you think that went okay? Was it, was it okay that? Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, uh, and I saw a few comments come through and, and, and I thought, oh no, we're still alive. Thankfully, I didn't say anything rude, but I could have done. So yeah. <laughs> that, 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 went onto that went onto the list. Like, Ian, like, remember to press the, yes, yeah. the end broadcast button. And I put that in my run of show because what tends to happen, something very strange happens to our brains. The moment we press the, the button, but also at the moment we press the end broadcast button or we're just about to. So I always write out the first thing I'm going to say and the last thing I'm going to say because I right. tend to forget. Like what mm-hmm. it is. Everything else is kind of unscripted. I'll put bullet points, but I always write out the first thing and the last thing because, um, yeah, I, I will forget. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I do for this. I, I you know, I have, I know what I'm going to say at the beginning and at the end, but uh, yeah, anything in between is is free flow. I'm good yeah. then. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think there is any live streamer around that would uh, say that they have never had a slight bit of paranoia about. Am I still streaming? <laughs> there's there's, there's got to be a, you know something in everyone to just feel like you know oh has something happened? Are we still live yet at the end? You know at the end of it, and I always yeah. have a, a sort of double check. You know, is it is it really done? <laughs> just yeah, to be sure yeah. about that. But it's, it's it is so easily done to do those sort of things. And the other side of that as well is I've ended a stream before uh, where I meant to I press the stream deck. I wanted to go to a different scene or something, and I pressed the wrong button. It's like oh I've just ended the stream. <laughs> So it's it's so yeah, easy to yeah, uh, yeah. to make these little uh, these little mistakes. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but I'm all for checklists. A funny thing about checklists was I was doing a, a video all about uh, it was a live stream actually on uh, on Amazon all about checklists and talking about the checklist that I use before every live. Um, and one of them was checking the mic and things like that. And what I didn't realize is uh, for some reason it switched over to the mic in my webcam <laughs> and I hadn't checked oh. it. So there's me doing a whole yeah. video about like the importance of checklists and it was, you know, really dodgy audio coming from a webcam. But yeah, I, that's happened to me. That's happened. I, I don't think I was doing a video on checklists, but mm-hmm. I was doing a video on something or other and the, the quality wasn't that great. Thankfully somebody, it might've been Katie Simpson who, who, mentioned yep. something because like because not i think it's it has to be people who are used to watching you and yes, notice yeah. something different because uh-huh. like a, a lot of people's audio isn't that great so yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah it, it switched over to my webcam and it was it was really bad so and then that was annoying because then for the podcast and half of it in really good quality and right. the beginning bit was was so um i had to kind of do a bit of um audio processing on that which was annoying but yeah you you remember it for next time yeah yeah it's a it's a a funny story anyway you know that's what the way i look at these things now yeah 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 i don't uh, i don't try and try not to lose sleep over it (laughs) no there are worse problems in the world and and the thing is again it makes you relatable because like the 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 issue is they can look at all your videos and think oh the great alec johnson he he knows he's like amazing i can't i can (laughs) never be like alec he's just and then if you make a mistake you think oh He's, he's not God. He's, yeah. he's, he, he, you know, it, it's just that that little element of humanity, I think. Is, well, is, the funny thing was, again, coming back to it, I mean, Katie was on uh, just uh, for a couple of days ago. I lose track of time, but um, we were talking about mm. something and I was saying, oh, I, I couldn't really get my head around. Uh, I tell you what, it was, it was Descript. The first couple of times I tried Descript, I just couldn't, couldn't get into it. I couldn't, you know, f- mm. fathom it or it didn't really sit with me or whatever. Um, and she seemed a bit surprised that, you know, I'd, I, uh, you know, I found it difficult to, to get into or difficult to pick up. Uh, and the thing is, this is an, another uh, 
point that I think people should be aware of is when I make a video, just as when most other people make videos, um, the ones that they put out are the ones that they know about. I don't put videos out yeah. that's me just kind of staring at the screen like with a really puzzled look on my face, which I, I, I spend a lot of time doing. Yeah, he's, You could have a, a second channel, which is just you looking at me, the screen like this. Me trying to figure stuff out, yeah. Because <laughs> I only make the video once I've figured it out, and that often comes after a, a long period of uh, confusion yeah. and uh, yeah, trying to, trying to get my head around stuff. So... <laughs> I mean, that, that comes back to, you know, it's the whole thing of social media in general, really, is, you know, whatever people put out is just, you know, what they're comfortable with putting out. And it's obviously going to be almost yeah. like the best version of, of themselves, which is one of the reasons well, I like live streaming, because you don't yeah. get that. You know, I, I, yeah, I couldn't remember what I was going to say earlier. And then uh, there's, there's no way ar around it. You just have to roll with it. Well, definitely. And I, I think you, that's just kind of reminded me of uh, somebody was mentioning Pat Flynn last week, mm -hmm. uh, because... He he started off like one of his like his, his big successes when he first started was that he was the guy who was learning. He's basically I'm going to make all the mistakes so that you don't right. have to. So he didn't really know that much about podcasting, mm -hmm. but he learned and he shared the process of him learning. Uh, and I think I think that's a really lovely idea. There's a book called Show Your Work, and mm -hmm. um, I, I I want to do a bit more of this actually is is actually sharing the process. So it's not quite me in front of the screen looking perplexed for half an hour, but yes. it's it's me thinking, oh, I wonder whether the, this works, and then oh, it doesn't work. It's a little bit more about the the, the behind the scenes process because I think that makes you more relatable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is one of the reasons why Pat Flynn was so successful because he was relatable. Um, I'm not saying he's 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 not he's obviously very successful now, but now he's his his brand has changed because he he kind of is like the expert about right. everything. Whereas yes, uh, and so perhaps he's not as relatable to people who are just starting off, um, because his audience has changed. But mm -hmm. it's just something to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to give that some thoughts. The uh, maybe the take two tech <laughs> with all of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ones that I don't get right, but. <laughs> Um, we talked about um, the gear before and like obviously not needing to have uh, all of the stuff, but it's still always nice to have a little peek and see uh, what people have got going on. And uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've only got one feeling quite, uh, um, what's the word? I've only got one stream deck, so I'm feeling inferior now. <laughs> but, <laughs> only, only joking, but uh, perhaps we could take a little look at, uh, you know, what you've got going on in your studio and maybe talk a little bit about, uh, if I haven't put you on the spot, that is, if, if you could talk about like go. the sort of evolution of it as well, you know, how, what did you start with and how have you sort of built this up over, over time? Yeah, so I, I started off uh, just, I was I had a PC laptop, I had a Blue Yeti microphone and a Logitech C920 mm -hmm. microphone. Uh, no, it's a webcam, I always get those mixed up. Um, and then the next thing that I got was one of these things here, if I can show you, which is uh, a Heil PR40 microphone. Oh, very nice, yep. Um, now, so this costs a lot of money, but I, for me, audio is really, really important. Um, and so I wanted to 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 get something really nice. Now, the problem with this microphone is that it's it's just XLR. So you can't mm -hmm. just plug it directly into your computer. So I got, um, I don't have it with me at the moment, but it's a, a, it's a, from a company called um, Focusrite, and it's the Scarlett. Ah, right. Yes, yep. A solo or the Scarlett 282. It's basically a digital audio interface. Uh, but now I've got this plugged into, um, I think you'll recognize this over there, <laughs> uh, a Rodecaster 2. So, um, uh, I did have I did have the the original Roadcaster, um, but I upgraded. Um, so so there was I, and the, and this it is expensive. But the thing about this is, I, what I love about it is the is the built in audio processing. Yeah. And before that, I was using this box called the DBX two eight six S, which is a basically a audio processing unit. Um, but it's actually quite difficult to get right. And I, was, I got frustrated with it because I like to tweak, but not too much. And so the, the, Roadcaster, the Roadcaster Pro, the original, and the Pro, Pro, Roadcaster Pro 2, yes, you do need to do a bit of tweaking, but it's kind of set it and forget it, really, which I love. Um, and then I, I got one of these things, the, the, the first Stream Deck there, mm -hmm. uh, and I loved that. And then I did a lot of virtual events during the, the, the lockdown, and I then got... Um, a bigger X, uh, the XL version. Yes, and then I found that that wasn't enough because uh, there was a big event I was doing a couple of years ago when we had about twenty guests, and so I wanted to bring them in, and so I got a second um, XL streamed. So I think it's completely over the top. You don't need that. Um, 
and then I got um, and then I, I've got a, a Mac Mini. So this is the M1 Mac Mini um, with a little external uh, drive, mm-hmm. and and then over here, so the camera I've got. Uh, I want to upgrade my camera, but currently you can't see it. But it, behind there is it's the Canon M50, which does the job. It's fine. Uh, and then I've got um, a teleprompter with a, a field monitor thing, which projects onto that. So, um, so that is basically my second monitor on my on my computer. So I can then put. So currently I've got uh, my browser up um, there, so I can see that. And then I've got a just a very basic monitor over there. Uh, I'm very jealous of your monitor. Alec, uh, I would like to get, uh, that's another upgrade I'd like. But yeah, that's, that's where I am right now. Um, that's, that's, that's what I've got. And uh, it's, it's been a, a slow process. Uh, Ecamm is at the center of everything that I do. Um, I have been using like Restream as well as on the side. I use Captivate FM for the, the podcast host. I use Descript. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm a geek, I don't just use Descript. I also use Adobe Audition for the right. final bit. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that's probably it. I've, I didn't share my mouse. I've got a, a Logitech MX Master 3 mouse, which I love. Yeah, they're the great. Apple keyboard with a little <laughs> um, Touch ID and, uh, what do you call it, magic um, yep. trackpad thing. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, ridiculously expensive. I mean, I just, this this one, I, I'm happy that I've moved over to Apple, but like I'm not happy about the money I'm paying. It's right. Like, 189 pounds, whatever that is in dollars, I don't know, for a keyboard. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just wrong. It's wrong. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I've got the same mouse as you as well. And this is, you know, on the pricey side as, as mice go yeah. or mouses go. But um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, I, it's worth it for me just because of the amount of time that I spend using it. Exactly. I find I get frustrated with, with other ones. On a similar note to that as well, you talk about the stream deck and, you know, you don't need to have two, three, or multiple stream decks. But actually, if you're, um, you know, you've got a show where you've got lots of different scenes to switch between, or you want to have like a whole run of show on a, on a stream deck, it can actually make the thing flow a lot, a lot better. So it's one of the things that I would always put down as if I was recommending something to get, you know, starting out, uh, first audio is always going to be the first one on the list. Um, but I'll probably put a stream deck a very close second to that just to to have that ease yeah. of press a button and it's going to change and, you know, do all of those things. It's, uh, it, it is a really, um, it takes no, a lot of the stress out of it rather than trying to use the mouse to go and click to, if you, if you're doing scene switching, obviously if you're just, you know, a single sort of head to camera sort of thing, then, uh, then maybe not, but well, if, a lot, a lot of, a lot of people are just using, you know, they'll use like the likes of StreamYard or Restream yes, or, yep. or Wave Video and, you you can get a stream deck working with those. You have, but you have to map um, like keyboard shortcuts. So it's a bit of a hack. Yeah, yeah. And I think just if you're just going, if you're just getting started, just use one of those web based ones to begin with, like Streamyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's just simple. Just just you know, while you get your build and your confidence, and you can bring in guests. But as soon as you can, this is my. I'm sure you would agree with me. Like if you could use like a tool like Ecamm Live, because yep. the thing about Ecamm Live is it can seem a little bit overwhelming to begin with, but just keep keep it simple. Just use it simply to begin with. And the great thing about Ecamm Live is it will grow with you because it pretty much does everything that the the other like high level tools like VMix and Wirecast do. So they some there's a few little things that Ecamm doesn't do, but you probably don't need to know those things. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so like, and if you're a PC user. I'm not one of these uh, Mac fanboy evangelists. You know, I still like Windows. Sorry, I've said that live on your show. Um, hopefully, Doc Rock is not listening. <laughs> but um, uh, get you know, get um, the M1 Mac Mini is relatively inexpensive. It's very, you know very cheap for a Mac, and just just put Ecamm Live on that, and you'll be absolutely sorted. It's uh, I do want uh, I do want to invest in the studio at some point, but um, the M1 Mac Mini is is amazing, and I use it for everything I do. Yeah, it's amazing actually that they, um, you know, what a, a, what a massive leap it was with Apple Silicon with mm. the, the first M series, and you know, I was always the the sort of person who would want to get the the top spec, you know, MacBook Pro or whatever yeah. it happened to be, uh, and yet now it's a case of right, well, I'm not actually, you know, doing something that warrants, you know, all of that power, and it's amazing how how well everything runs. You know, it's night and day. The the top spec Intel Mac that was out, you know, just a month before the M1s came out, and then the M1s, you know, the bottom of the line was just blowing those out of the water. So it is, it, it has, I think, made uh, Macs a lot more accessible and affordable for uh, for people, you know, since since then. 
Uh, oh, key- definitely. Key- keyboards are still a bit pricey, though. I'll, I'll grant you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to go for the likes of what I've got. You know, you can go mm-hmm. for a, you go for a cheap. I mean, you, yeah, go, go for a cheaper one to begin with, but then save save your pennies up for for the the better keyboards. Because, like you say, you know, you're spending most of your time in front of the computer with your your mouse and your keyboard. So I, I think invest in some in, in things that are going to help you to be more productive and i think uh those that that's like those are important things because you're using them all the time aren't you yeah yeah and you mentioned about ecam there as well and uh although it can't necessarily do a couple of things that maybe those uh you know some of the other higher end packages uh, can do uh, it is the ease of use that i think that is the the yeah. total game changer it's so so accessible there is obviously a learning curve as with as with everything but um I think the way you put it's great that, you know, it can grow with you. You can start to add in more complex scene layouts and things like that, but just, you know, straight out of the box, as it were, it's very easy to just sort of get up and up and running with it. I went down the OBS route as well. And, you know, I love diving into new applications and I'm, you know, a geek in that respect, but, um, I always think that, uh, anything that's cross platform, you end up with almost like the boast of the, the, (laughs) the the worst of both worlds really, because it's got to work on both platforms. So, uh, yeah, and it's the same. It's the same with with Wirecast. I mean, I don't want to not Wirecast it. It's it's a very very robust product, and I do I do like it. But you see, Ecam, uh, it it's it's more and more uh, as they add more things. It 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 does. There's very few things that it doesn't do. I mean, but there's multi multi streaming coming. Um, like OBS, Wirecast don't really have integrated comments, so you can't easily without having to jump up through loads of hoops. Um, adds comments to the screen. Um, if you want to bring in guests, OBS again does not have that. Wirecast kind of does, mm-hmm. but um, there's, there's so like Ecamm ticks or checks a lot of the boxes that the other ones do. Uh, you know, Wirecast, if you want to multi stream in lots of different resolutions at the same time, yes, that has to be covered. Ecamm will probably not do that uh, for the time being. Yep. Um, but how many situations do you find yourself when you have to do that? And w- do you really want to, um, you know, jump through all these other hoops and spend lots of money? And, and you know, I remember when I was using OBS and Wirecast to set up my show, uh, it would take me about half an hour every time. Right. Because... I would have to bring in the, I would have to check that I've got all the microphones, the microphone on every single shot. And then I'd have to make sure that the guest was coming in and that everything was routed properly. It would take me like at least half an hour. Ecamm, I mean, I do, I like you, I always like to, I like to meet my guests 15 minutes beforehand. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I've like spent two minutes just checking everything and it's all fine and then it's good to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I don't want the, the stress of half an hour or an hour uh, making sure everything's working. That's a, such a good point. I mean, my everything in my studio is just pretty much left perpetually on, <laughs> except yeah. the, the lights. Uh, I do like the fact that I can just come in and, you know, Ecamm's still open and just switch the lights on. And then uh, removing that friction is a huge part of it because it's a, another barrier to you actually you know, coming right back around to the whole thing of going live. It's if there's any yeah. sort of obstacle in your way, it's another little thing that you can always just tell yourself, oh, this is going to be a bit you know, too much, too much hassle oh, yeah. to go and set it all up. So having that thing of just being able to sit down and do it is a huge part of, you know, removing every possible obstacle to you actually getting, getting started and doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so important. And I think this is, I'll just very briefly on this, because I think this, this one thing I, I should have mentioned earlier that made a massive difference for me uh, and and that is having a good solid plan. Like, no, w- why are you doing this? Because again, if you're speaking to that that anxious part of your brain, mm-hmm. like it's saying, well, why would you go through that? Why do you want to be attacked by a tiger? Yeah. Uh, and you, you say, I'm doing this for these reasons, and we'll all have different reasons. But like for me, it's you know, it's for it's for my business. I want to grow my business. I want to help people. I want mm-hmm. to become more visible. I want to you know have some free consultations with some amazing people, and and those uh, I. I, w- I want to do it to be consistent. I want to do it to create my podcast. I'd want to do it for all these different reasons. Um, and so if you have a plan of, you know who your audience is, you know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. you, you know what the, the show is about, that's going to make it so much easier because you can then come back to your, whatever you, the personified voice is, you know, in your head and say, look, I'm doing it for these reasons. There's a good reason why I'm doing it. And that, and that really helps. So make sure you have a plan and, and, uh, stick stick to it. I mean, it, it can change over time, but uh, that is why 
I have been consistent with my podcast ever since May 2019. I've not missed a week, which for me is amazing because I was not Mr. Consistent, I can tell you, uh, until I did that plan. So uh, don't let, don't give yourself any excuses. Make make, Make it easy for yourself. That's a great bit of advice. There's also something else in there as well, which is about making a plan. Um, I do hear a lot of people when, you know, somebody's maybe uh, anxious about starting or starting live streaming or whatever, and somebody will just say, oh, just go live, just go live. It, like it's, uh, it's just, mm. just do it. Um, but actually, when I started my, uh, my YouTube channel, I mean, this is the same with anything really, not just necessarily live streaming. But um, for me, I, I am someone who, uh, who needs to get a certain amount of preparation done. Uh, and so I was very clear about having a period of time that I was going to spend with, you know, getting all the things that I needed to get done. But I had a deadline of, I am going to do it on this day, even if there's some stuff that isn't quite right. And that's, you know, to the recovering perfectionist part of me was, well, I'm going to yeah. do it anyway, regardless on this day. But I do need to have a little bit of preparation. <laughs> I want to try and at least make the scenes look good in Ecamm and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, well, you don't want that stress, do you, of like, you, you, you're just about to go live and you realize nothing, you've got no <laughs> scenes and it's all messed up. That is yeah. enough to like st- stress you up to the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just pull up your website for a second and uh, perhaps I can uh, just mention that anyone that is listening or watching on the replay, you can find links to everywhere where you can find Ian in there. But um, perhaps you can talk a little bit about like how you go about working with somebody. If somebody comes to you, they can uh, obviously, you've got a, a thing on the top there to... Uh, for somebody to be able to click to get in touch with you, to work with you. Uh, what sort of things do you do to uh, to help people out when they come to, to you for consultations? And Yeah, thanks. So I've, I've got something called the Confident Live Toolkit, which is kind of my main thing. In fact, it's just there. So at its, at its heart, it's got the it's got a, a course called the, the Confident Live Launcher, which takes you through how to launch a live show, but also turn it into a, con- a content repurposing engine. So turning it into a podcast, into blog posts as well. So that's at its heart. But what I put added to it, because I think what people really want are uh, resources and, and um, templates. So mm-hmm. there's uh, there's a run of show template in there. There's the guest checklist. Basically, all the stuff that I've worked at uh, over the last three or four years, you basically get to steal and use for your uh, use uh, for for your purposes. Um, and if that is not enough, then you can. Um, you can upgrade. There's a VIP and a VIP pack, VIP plus package, which basically is you get some coaching and some time with me, and I can hold your hand through the whole process. So, those are the main things. I have other I have other live video tool um, courses. I still got one on OBS if you really want to do that, but that's getting a bit old now. So, um, it's the toolkit I'd recommend um, that you 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 go and have a look at. Well, uh, that's it. Really good that you've got all the extra sort of systems and processes and things like that in there as well. And it's funny, Dina is, uh, Geraldine Wilkins is in the uh, uh, the Amazon chat. And I was just talking to her just this morning at my time um, about your onboarding pro- process for your podcast um, and how you've got a really great document that you send out to, you know, tell people, you know, what they need mm. to do beforehand. So I know that your uh, systems and processes are uh, are top notch because I've been on the receiving end of them myself. And uh, yeah, it's something uh, I've yet to model that particular part of mine because I'm I'm cheating really because I'm only getting people who I know are excellent at uh, live streaming as guests. But uh, I really like that document that yeah. you sent out that uh, you know tells people exactly what they need to do, what they need to do to well, prepare to be a guest I mean, on I'm, the show. I will say though, this is really important. You can make that document as amazing as possible, but people tend not to read them. So you need to then put into in, like put processes in place to remind them right. to read them or to keep it simple. So one of the things I have on that on that process is I have the first page is like just four, five points. Those are the really important things. So like make sure you've checked your internet, you've got like a microphone and all that. I can't remember what I say in it. But those are the bits that hopefully they're going to read. And then I've got this uh, next thing at the bottom says, turn over if you're a, like a super SWAT. Yes, yeah. And I think I nicked this from somebody. And uh, yeah, so if they really want to, well, then, I, then I can talk about lighting and stuff like that. But quite honestly, I think probably 80% of my guests are not going to bother looking at that. But if they look at the first four things, then we're probably good to go. And if you're really nervous about, if you've got somebody, so I think you're... Um, strategy with bringing people who you know have got a lot of experience with live. I think that's a really good strategy to begin with because bringing somebody on who's really nervous about the tech is mm-hmm. you. It, it, you have to have a lot more responsibility for them. But if that's the case, 
just um, meet up with them. Just um, set aside a like a like a half an hour, um, a week or two weeks before, just to take them through and make sure. Because actually, most people um, are probably going to be okay with it. It's just they might need a few little tweaks. Yes, yeah, it'll be fine. Uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah. Great stuff. I'm sure that uh, in the, uh, the the download and that there's going to be so many other great little things because I know that you are. Uh, I've got the same attention to detail as I have, so you will have thought about all of these uh, things for people. So definitely go and uh, check that out. As I say, if you're watching or listening, go and check out that in the uh, the show notes. What else have you got sort of coming up in the uh, in the in the next uh, few uh, weeks, months, by the end of the year, perhaps? Or <sighs> what are you working on at the moment? Well, yes, I mean it feels like I've just. Uh, I've just come back from these three events. I was live streaming this uh, big event and doing my own workshop and speaking. And, uh, and now I feel, oh, right, I, what, what's next? Uh-huh. Uh, so what I'm focusing on is I'm, I'm going to go back and do a lot more on Amazon, Amazon Live, um, yep. Amazon product videos. That's going to be a, a big priority. Um, but it, it, yeah, it is, it is this, uh, it's the, the toolkit is, is what I'm, I'm wanting to promote. Uh, I'm thinking about tweaking my live show. Um, and podcast, I think, because I'm getting up to what well, 187 or 188 at the moment episodes, oh, wow. mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking when I get to 200, I want to. I think I need a, to, a like a tweak it or change it or do something. Right. So, so that's that's the other thing. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's a combination of of those things. I'm I'm thinking about like what what do I want to do next year? Um. Do I want to do any speaking next year mm-hmm. uh, at conferences? Is that a priority? So I think for me at the moment, that's a great question, but I don't know if I can answer it. Right, uh, right. <laughs> because like I'm, I'm in. I feel I'm in this kind of planning for the next stage. So I'm. It, it's planning for 2023. My goodness, 2023. So that's what I'm thinking about. Um, so maybe ask me in a few weeks, and I will give you a better answer. Okay, okay. I'm in a similar phase myself. It's uh, coming up to the end of the year, so wrapping up loose ends and uh, planning exactly. for, for the for the yeah. next phase. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for uh, coming on and being so uh, open and sharing with all of your insights and experience and i know we've had a, a similar path on many aspects of this and uh, continue to mm. so it's always uh, always nice to chat to someone who understands some of my <laughs> past and current struggles as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely well but, it's been uh, it's been awesome thank you so much for for inviting me onto the show and uh, all the best with your journey because uh, it's I mean I've as I say I've been listening watching and I think it's great what you're doing so keep the awesome stuff cool stuff thank you everybody for uh, tuning in and watching thanks to all the folks in the chat over on LinkedIn and uh, Amazon as well if you are watching this on the replay or indeed listening on the uh, the audio uh, you may want to check out the video podcast over on my uh, Take One Tech YouTube channel uh, so that you can see some of the sort of behind the scenes shots that uh, Ian shared uh, finally if you'd like to connect with Ian don't forget you can find all of the links all of the different things in the show notes and if you want to connect with me you can find that there as well See you next time with another great guest and another great conversation. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.